This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. RB Leipzig nil, Liverpool 5, Darwin Nunez formidable inside 45 minutes. I'm Guy Clark. Welcome along to the Debrief Live. Our Liverpool correspondent Paul Gorst and Liverpool.com's Matt Addison alongside me as we look back on the Reds' dismantling of RB Leipzig here on the Blood Red channel. Mohamed Salah then getting things started early on before Darwin Nunez taking centre stage in the second half. Gorsty, first up, pre-season or not, that was a very exciting second 45 from Darwin Nunez. And I suppose all the haters are, are probably creeping away now. <laughs> I'm sure they'll still find something to have a gripe about. Yeah, I mean, I, I said on Monday's Blood Red Pod, I didn't want to dwell too much on the um, the people who were having a little bit of a dig and a jibe at, at Nunez because it was largely fans of rival clubs who were probably ultimately still children. So I didn't want to give that type of profile if you like too much airtime but um there's no doubt that this was was um was much more like what Liverpool fans are hoping Darwin Nunes is going to contribute. Um I thought when he when he stepped up to take the penalty I thought you know half of me was was thinking it's a little bit of a token gesture for the from the team to, to get him up and running. Uh particularly from Mo Salah who would have fancied his chances had it been a Premier League game. But if you've seen any of his goals from his time at Benfica, he's absolutely deadly from from the penalty spots. He takes penalties superbly. I don't think any any keeper got got near any of the the ones that I seen him take last season. So, um, you know, it was kind of mixed feelings seeing him step up. When the keeper got a hand to it, I initially thought he saved it, and I thought, oh no, this is just going to be more ammo for for those naysayers, but. He stuck it away, and the second one for me was was the most impressive. He kind of, you know, he went clean through, didn't he? And then took it like a, a striker who's, you know, been putting those chances away for ten years. Third one was another poacher's effort, and then the fourth one, the keeper probably should do better, but it, you know, it just shows that he's a, he's just a, a a proper number nine, isn't he? A proper striker. Liverpool haven't had that type of centre forward certainly under Jurgen Klopp, so. Different era, different way of approaching it, you know, in the final third with that type of striker up top. But, um, you know, four goals, it's only pre-season, of course, but four goals uh, kind of shows that certainly knows where the back of the net is. So, uh, well done to him. Yeah, plenty of love for him in the chat box as well. Many getting in touch, John, there saying the third goal, proper number nine goal, what Liverpool have been missing. Easily, Matt. Could have had five or six, considering the header. There were were other chances for him as well, but it was a very rounded display, all different kinds of goals as well. Yeah, I think that's the impressive thing, isn't it? Lots of different kinds of finishes. I think the, the penalty was was a little bit fortunate. You wonder what might have happened if he hadn't have scored that one. But the other goals, it, it, you just sort of get excited about it, don't you? Like the, the comment said there, it's a different type of striker. It's a different type of kind of rounded player within that penalty area. I know Diogo Jota can do it, of course, but this is kind of a, a proper, proper number nine, isn't it? Someone who's going to sort of score quite a lot of, of those types of goals, I would have thought, throughout the, the rest of, of this season. I think it was you know really important actually for him to to get even just one goal today I think just to, to kind of stop that narrative we saw him kind of bite back a little bit with the the tweet about resilience and you kind of wondered how much of that kind of stuff was getting into his head and he was reading about it but 
you know, that just ends now. That that's that's the end of that. And you can kind of get on with the, the rest of preseason, hopefully get one or two more goals and, and really hit the ground running, which I think is probably more important by the fact that Diogo Jota doesn't look like he's going to be back now until you know a couple of weeks' time isn't probably going to start the season. There was a little bit more pressure, I think, on Darwin Nunez to kind of come in and, and start well. But yeah, you'd imagine the fact that he's come in and, and done the sort of performance, all-round performance, not just the goals, the other stuff as well tonight. He's kind of fitted it all together in what was a, a really exciting performance. So, yeah, as Gorsty said, I'm sure the uh, the highlight reels will be uh, slightly different tonight compared to what they were a few nights ago. It is still only pre-season, but it can only be a good thing. No, definitely. Chris has got in touch with us as well. Gorsty says that was a very strong Leipzig side as well. Even the changes they were bringing on in, in the second half, Hedara came on, Foisberg came on as well. It, it wasn't a weak RB Leipzig side. This is a side, of course, Liverpool played in the Champions League in the not-too-distant past as well. And and really, first half, Mohamed Salah, of course, got things started really early with a really nice, composed finish himself. And second half, whilst, yes, it was the Nunez show, it was also Liverpool in complete control, even with the amount of changes they ended up making. Yeah, it was. And, and obviously, and Kunku and, and Sabajalai started as well. So it was a strong Leipzig team, wasn't it, as you say, even with the changes. But um, yeah, Liverpool firmly in control, I think. I don't really remember any, you know, Adrian made that save, didn't he, at the end of the first half. I don't remember Harvey Davis having to do anything really, um, or even Matip when, when he came on and, and Gomez. Um, I thought Carvalho was excellent. I thought Harvey Elliott was excellent. And, and Elliott in particular, now I'm looking at him thinking, is he going to be starting centre midfield when the season begins? I think he's got as much of a chance as anyone else, really, outside of Fabinho and Thiago. We know that Klopp put him in there last season, didn't he? And had it not been for that horrendous ankle injury at Leeds in September, who knows how many more of appearances he would have played there. So, um he looks like he's he's over the worst of that now. He's looked really sharp in Thailand and, and Singapore against United and Palace, and, and I thought he was excellent tonight. And uh, and Carvalho, you know, particularly for the uh, for Nunez's fourth, you know, when he he just headers it, you know, kind of into the space and, and carries it and drives, you know, 25, 30 yards, waits and waits for the right time to lay in Nunez, and, and he sticks it away. It was just such intelligent play for a player who's only nineteen, isn't he? But um. He's, he's probably one of the brightest players under 21 in British football, and, and that's the reason that Liverpool are so keen to get him. So he's had another impressive um, performance today, and I think he's going to actually surprise people with the amount that he plays next season. I think he's going to be more than just a player for the Cups. I think we will see him uh, in the Premier League, not every week, but certainly more than perhaps a lot of people are thinking. So, yeah, Nunez... Uh, Nunes obviously the big winner for the night, but Thor Carvalho and, and uh, Elliot were excellent when they came on as well. Yeah, a number of the youngsters really grabbing kind of the head, or not the headlines, they belong to Darwin Nunez, but really catching the eye, Matt. I know you spend a lot of time down at Kirby watching the academy as well. It's not often in a 5-0 in a pre-season win that the substitute goalkeeper is given praise, but Harvey Davis, even one of those coming in for praise. And a number of people, LFC Spectre here, saying they thought the link-up play throughout the second half was absolutely fantastic. And also goes on to say Stefan Bicetic becoming like a mini Fabinho. I mean, his interception and tackle was what led to Darwin Nunez's first goal in open play on the night after the penalty. And whilst he probably arrived as a centre-half, he has played in pre-season in that kind of deeper midfield anchor role. And he's looked quite accomplished there. 
Yeah, he's played there a little bit for, for Liverpool's youth teams last season. I think it's a position that he's more than comfortable with, can play at, at centre-back as well. But you'd think that kind of the base of that midfield was a more obvious route to sort of regular minutes when you think of the options Liverpool have got. A little bit further back, it's probably more realistic. It's still very, very hard. I think the uh, Fabinho comparison, it might be slightly slightly too early for that at this stage. But certainly, you know, a, a good performance and just really confident and really assured. I think it's always a good sign when you get a young player who comes into the team and just doesn't look out of place really he was sort of spraying the ball about getting about the pitch putting his foot in and, and winning the ball back and just really enjoying himself which I think says a lot about his composure and I think you could say the, the same for the goalkeeper as well obviously didn't have to, to really make a save but you can tell the kind of goalkeepers that Liverpool are developing now it's very much you know very very good with their feet very comfortable on the ball and obviously that's all he needed to do tonight and that's what he did so yeah I think for, for both of those players it was a really confident really assured performance and I think, you know, it's going to be very, very hard for, for Stefan Bicetic to get minutes during the season just because of, you know, the importance of the game and all the rest of it. But I think this is, you know, just the, the start, really, of, of what we might see from him. Give him another season at, at academy level, maybe playing for, for the 23s regularly in that position. And you just don't know what can happen in the future. We don't know what's going to happen with injuries. But from, you know, what we've seen of him so far this preseason, it's been, you know, really, really good signs from him. So, yeah, great to see. I'm sure we'll see a lot more of that at academy level next season. But I think a lot of people who maybe hadn't heard of him or certainly hadn't seen much of him before this preseason probably taken a little bit by surprise. I think he's the one out of the youngsters that's really taken the opportunity in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, without wanting to read too much into to preseason, Paul, it does kind of show that the the trust in youth that's been put into the club at Liverpool over the last few years looks as though it is going to bear fruit and, and maybe kind of a youth revolution on the cards some way down the line for Liverpool with a number of these players already quite clearly knocking on Jurgen Klopp's door for even consideration for, as you said, Fabio Carvalho might not be a cup player, but a number of these young players may well get that kind of opportunity. Yeah, it's, it's just the way Liverpool operates, isn't it? Obviously, in amongst all of the big money signings of the last few years, the likes of Alisson and Van Dijk and, and now Nunes, they've always looked to try and see what they can do elsewhere. You know, Harvey Elliott's come in for not a lot of money. Fabio Carvalho could reach as much as seven million, which is nothing really nowadays. Kate Gordon, uh, Liverpool actually paid Derby five hundred thousand and a couple of months ago to have that kind of sell-on clause taken out because they've obviously got big hopes for him. Bobby Clark's another one who's come in there. Stefan Bajetic, obviously um, kind of sprung into action at the end of the year to make sure that they signed him before the, you know, before the UK left the European Union, which would have changed the way that Liverpool were allowed to operate in, in the kind of European market for teenagers. So um, they're always looking to, to see who's about. Like that, that search is, you know, been forcibly refined because of those rules over the last, what, 18 months or so. So they're looking now at who are the best youngsters across the country. Um, and certainly in Carvalho, and, and obviously we know Elliot, you know, he's playing in the Premier League for Liverpool. We know that they're two of the best teenagers, you know, probably in, in Europe at the moment, aren't they? You know, certainly in, in England. So that that's kind of the way Liverpool operate. They're obviously always looking for the here and now, but, you know, the, the future, you never stop looking for the future either. So, um it's uh, it's exciting, really, you know, for the long haul. You look with players like Joe Gomez as well. He's only just turned 25, or rather, he's 25, and he's been at Liverpool since he was 18. He's kind of the yardstick now that these young players probably looking at and thinking, this is what we need to do. Um, and then you look a little bit further across the squad, the likes of 
Diaz and Jota. Nunez has only just turned 23. Canate was 23 in, in May. Um, Alexander-Arnold still T23. Um, so it, the, the core of the squad is getting younger and younger. So um, that'll only hold them in good stead for the long term, especially when they grow together, stay together and um, hopefully win things together. Yeah, Trent, 23 turns 24 in October. That's how it works. But uh, yeah, no, that's certainly something to get excited about. Matt, final one to you. I'll be uh, Salzburg or Red Bull Salzburg, sorry, to come next week. And then it's into the Community Shield in Strasbourg before the Premier League season gets underway at Fulham. Off the back of that, a 5-0 win over a side who regularly compete in the Champions League these days. It feels as though the excitement levels have very much uh, gone through the roof this evening before the, the new season gets underway. Yeah, it can only be a good sign, can't it? I think, yeah, to be honest, I was a bit disappointed with how Leipzig played. I thought they'd give Liverpool a bit more of a, a game than that, but maybe that's just you know a difference in sharpness. Their season starts at the same time as Liverpool, so I think that's probably a little bit of a, a shock for them at, at this point. But I think there was loads of, of positives, really. Obviously, Darwin Nunez is the obvious one, but I thought Mohamed Salah looked really sharp. I think Roberto Firmino had a good half an hour, maybe looked a, a little bit jaded the back end of, of that first half when he was playing. I think Luis Diaz had a couple of good moments. There was you know, Fabio Cavallio breaking from midfield, Harvey Elliott looking good. So, yeah, for Liverpool, it's, you know, just a, another pre-season game to get minutes under the belt. But, you know, we've, we've kind of seen a progression, I think, with each of these pre-season games. It looked a little bit disjointed, a little bit all over the place in the United match, understandably, with you know it being the, the first game, early doors, lots of changes. But it's kind of progressively got more and more like a Liverpool team. And I think we've definitely seen that. We'll definitely see that next week as well. And then into Manchester City, which I think will be probably the first time during pre-season that we can properly judge where Liverpool are at and, and kind of see the performance and the team that they put out in that match. Strasbourg as well, of course, that weekend as well. But I just think, you know, that Manchester City one is, is the time to judge Liverpool. We didn't get too sort of down on Darwin Nunez not scoring last week. Let's not get too far up on, on this one. But, you know, all the signs are there. It's, it's definitely positive for Liverpool. And yeah, like you say, not too far away now from the actual season starting. Uh, definitely an exciting evening nonetheless for Liverpool. Thanks to those joining us live on YouTube in the chat box and to those listening in on our podcast channels. From myself, Guy Clark, Paul Gorst and Matt Addison, there'll be a full Blood Red episode on Friday to follow with further analysis and insight into the 5-0 win over Leipzig. But for now, that's all we've time for. It's bye for now. You've been listening to the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo.